Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. Hey guys, this is Joe from Lake Jackson, Texas, south of Houston, and I've got a question about some warrant shares. I think that's the right term. And provides unbiased answers. A warrant is a right to buy shares of stocks at a certain price. Invest Talk. Over 28 million downloads and counting. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, I own GDX, um, and I just wanted to get your opinion on it. Call anytime, 24-7, 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, February twenty, February second, two thousand twenty-one. And today's program on on our podcast, we're going to operate on the same mission we do every day, same mission statement: independent thinking and shared success. And you know, we're trying to make sure we impart to you only factual information on our market reporting, on our processes as we look at things, both economy and the stocks themselves, uh, on education, and of course the stock commentary that we're they want we're trying to be as honest and straightforward as possible. I mean, you you'd be surprised how much non-straightforward information there is out there. But you know you. Everybody thinks they can get rich quick in the stock market. Not everybody, but a huge portion of people, and it does not work. Example is GameStop. Do you see that it lost, what, 60% today? 60% in one day. That was a pyramid scheme, pure and simple, in my opinion. Anyway, so we're going to give you facts. I can help you get rich in the stock market, but you're going to get rich slowly. We're not going to get rich fast. So... Uh, we tried to be as unbiased as we can. I'm Steve Peasley, and of course, we we encourage you to contact us and ask your questions. Any investment questions are welcome. Anything to do with money is welcome. Uh, I have a decent background in insurance, so I can answer insurance questions. So th- things financial is what we want to talk about. And you can interact with the show right now during this live streaming program, 4 to 5 Pacific Time. Right now, uh, we're, we're live, and I'm live. Or you can leave questions on our Anytime Listener Line voice bank number. This number is the same all the time, live or after the show. 888-99-CHART is the number, 888-99-CHART. Okay, so let's get right to the first listener question. I'm just wondering what you think about Lockheed Martin. Uh, as far as next two years from now, five years from now, ten years from now, I uh, appreciate it. I'll be listening for an answer. Thank you. Okay. Well, Lockheed Martin, of course, is a basically a military stock. Stop. All the way up here. Okay. So, um, provides local. Um, I only put one L T. Okay, uh, manufactures military aircraft, missiles, satellites, uh, submarine combat systems, and missile defense systems. So, 
If the government's going to if the government's in the mood on spending on military, then this stock will do well. If they're not in the mood on spending military, it does poor. And of course, it, you have to look forward. So this stock has been falling off uh, for the last several months because uh, looking forward to if there's a change in presidency, which there has been now, there will be less focus on military spending. So the stock has been falling. Now, it's going to make $28.19 next year. It's a $332 stock. So it's not super expensive, but the five-year range is 12 to 26 on the P.E. Return on equity is very high. Growth rate has been between 7 and 10% on average for the last couple of years. But most likely, a year or two down the road, that's going to be flat or shrinking. So that's why the stock has fallen now. I wouldn't be in it. I wouldn't be one of my positions to be in. Long term, 10 years, the stock is going to be fine. It's going to pay that 3.1% dividend. It's going to be consistent. Um, and it's never going to be overpriced. So, you know, it's one of those stocks you buy when it's cheap and sell while it's dear, or you just hold on to it and enjoy the ride at 3.1% dividend. I mean, it's a huge company. I mean, talking about a $93 billion size company. Okay, I know you want strategy, strategies to help deal with the market volatility, and the market is always volatile. There's a lot of uncertainty, and I'm here to help you with that. So call 888-99-CHART. We'll talk about it. For today's trivia question, I will examine the concept of measuring market volatility. So my trivia question is coming up at the halfway mark of the program. So how did the market do today? What did it do? Well, the market was up. 458 points on the Dow, big day, 209 points on the S on the NASDAQ, and 52 points on the S&P 500. So a pretty big up day for the market. So, you know, your, your portfolio is probably pretty decent today. Um, you're listening to Best Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and, and, and we made it. We are now into February. The new year, you know, every year is new and difficult, right? As we get older and older, it's more and more difficult. But, you know, knowledge, you gain knowledge over time. I was talking to somebody who was only 28, 29 years old today, and he was working full-time, started his own business. Now he's getting ready to retire. I told him that, you know, retiring that, that young means that you're going to get bored. So you better figure out what you want to do with your life. But, you know, he did it through hard work. Through, you know, t- you know, he lived in his car, he, you know, when he first moved out of the house. I mean, things like that. You have to sacrifice. It's very difficult. If you want to be rich, you're going to have to work hard and sacrifice. You're not going to just win the lottery. That's, that's not for you and me. So if your goal is financial freedom, I'll help you get there. I'll give you the effective strategies you'll need. And we should talk about it. Your participation in this program is always important, very important. So we are taking your calls live, 888-99-CHART. The new year is bringing lots of changes. Are you prepared? Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? You don't have to guess. You can get unbiased guidance from Invest Talk hosts Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. 
The phone lines are open now, and your questions are welcome. 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART, 992-4278. Let's talk to Vitaly in Atlanta. How are you doing, Vitaly? You want to talk about uh, uh, GDX ETF? Yes. Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, I own GDX, um, and I just wanted to get your opinion on it. I've been holding it for some time now, and I'm just curious if I should be blocking in profits or, uh, I guess, see your expectations of what you think of it going forward. Okay, I think gold is going higher. Um, and the basic reasoning, the reasoning is that excess spending the government is doing and the inflation it should produce in a year or two. Maybe three. But gold prices will probably go higher way before you see inflation take hold. So um, I think gold's going higher. And is the dollar still weakening? Let me take a UUP. Let me look at the dollar. Because if dollar weakens, yeah, the dollar has been strengthening here for the last month. Not a big, great deal of strength, but, but strengthening. Um, and I think that that probably will not continue. I think the dollar will stay weak. Why? Because of the spending, huge amounts of spending. You're talking about Biden wants 1.9 trillion more dollars. The Republicans say they'll agree to what 600 billion. So somewhere in the middle there, there's going to be a lot more spending, and that means more dollars being printed. Usually inflation, usually dollar uh, value goes down. So um, I'm, I think it's just a little too early yet to exit, Vitaly. There will be a point. They'll say, okay, it's probably topping now. But I, I'm thinking that point's a lot closer to like uh, 3,000 than 2,000, which is you know still a pretty pretty huge run up. But we'll just watch. So my opinion is to hold on to it. it you know, I have it. I have gold and silver, uh, and and I think you know we have a number of gold mining companies in our managed accounts. So appreciate the call, Val Tally. Thank you. My focus point today concerns has silver averted a short squeeze? And, you know, that course, you know, we'll talk about it. It had a big up day, and we'll, we'll talk about. I know Justin talked about the shorts and the short squeeze of GameStop. Did you see how not, how far it fell today? Half, over half, over 50% today, one day. To me, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I think that's a pyramid, was a pyramid scheme. I think. People are on all sides are going to get hurt. Anyways, it's pretty much speculation, speculation and gambling. The other top topics we're going to talk about. Well, we've had how many? Do you know how many millions of people we have vaccinated so far? At least the first part. And remember, most of the vaccines right now have two two shots, but at least the first part. I want to talk about that if we can. And tax changes in retirement. What changes in your life? Okay, how does it? Especially, I want to talk and focus on when one of one of a married couple spouses dies. I know it's a pretty sad thing to think about and sad talk about, but it's going to happen. And I think we want to know what happens tax wise when that happens. Um, also, um, um, the the CBO, Congressional Budget Office. Uh, came out with some numbers that I think we should talk about. You know, GDP numbers and 
you know, debt numbers, those kinds of things. So those are the things I'm going to discuss. But, of course, you drive the show with your questions. So let's go ahead and grab another question from the Invest Talk Voice Bank. That came in earlier. 888-99-CHART. Hey, guys. This is Joe from Lake Jackson, Texas, south of Houston. And I've got a question about some warrant shares. I think that's the right term. I was invested in a company called Tidewater Marine. Ticker is TDW, and they filed bankruptcy a few years ago. And my stocks turned into warrant stocks. I've got about 40 shares of TDW plus A and TDW plus B. What are my options with these? Are they going to expire at some point and become worth nothing? Do I have to wait for the company to issue new shares before I can do anything with these? Currently, it looks like uh, one set's worth about $3.50 and the other's worth about $2.80. Should I just sell them now and, and put that 100 bucks or 200 bucks into a REIT or an ETF that I already own? Anything you can tell me about this, I would appreciate it. Uh, appreciate your show. Lots of good information. Look forward to hearing your answers. Thanks. Okay. We have to talk about what a warrant is. I mentioned it a couple, three weeks ago. A warrant is a right to buy shares of stocks at a certain price. Okay. And they're not, they're not a stock itself. They're just the right to buy a stock. And usually there's no expiration date on a warrant. No expiration date. But they could. It's just it's, it, it can be set up on many different ways. So you have to kind of know what your warrant parameters are. So can you trade a warrant? Yes, you can. The market's illiquid for warrants. But you can sell it. You have to call up your broker and say, I have these warrants. I want to sell them. You know, how much can I get for them? It's not a very liquid market, so he has to go out and find someone to buy them. Um, or you can exercise them at a certain point. Now, you have to understand what your exercise It's like an option but what, that does not necessarily expire. And you need to find out if there's an expiration date. But it usually isn't. And you got to figure, find out what the, what the warrant uh, uh, price is. Is it a $3 warrant? And your stock is selling for $3.50. So if you, you know, you can buy the stock at $3 and sell the stock at $3.50. If that's how the warrant is structured. Every warrant is different. Okay. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Um, you are listening to Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. And for investors, the need to remain vigilant never ends. You have to stay on top of this. You don't have to watch it every minute of the day, but you have to understand what you're invested in and what your goals are. So the calendar says 2021, and there's certainly going to be a lot of changes this year. So naturally, you have to think about your investments. Changes in the government stance changes the market, changes different sectors. You have to pay attention. So your participation is, in, is very important. 888-99-CHART. Have you heard about Riskalyze? It's a brief question and answer form that you fill out online. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein will also get a copy of your responses. They can use the Riskalyze results to help you formulate a strategy that fits your investing risk tolerance. Learn more anytime and take the Riskalyze quiz at investtalk.com. 
888-99 chart. Let's talk to Joe in Alameda. Wants to talk about Amazon. Hey. Hey Steve. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no. I uh Amazon uh, earnings came out today. It's one of my largest holdings. And uh-huh. I've been holding it for six, seven years. It's done very well for me. Yep. And uh this is a pretty pretty good beat, it looks like, here. And the stock's been kind of consolidating for several months. I was wondering what you thought about the company. And I'm uh, thinking about uh, adding a little more here. I think that it's down, or there's a little bit of people saying something about, you know, Jeff Bezos, he's stepping down. So there might be, like, a little bit of, you know, panic there. And I think that's maybe, maybe it's a buying opportunity. I was wondering what you think about it. I like Amazon a lot. I have for some time. Um, and... I think that it's going higher. I also think we need to worry a little bit about government action against, you know, Amazon, Facebook, Google, maybe Apple, uh, because at some point the government is going to come after these for monopolistic activities. And we all know that already Amazon is being, Amazon, Google are being looked at by the European Union and Australia, you know, different places around the world are saying, hey, we need to rein in these giant tech companies. And that's going to happen. But my personal opinion, even if they decided to, like, break up Amazon in different parts, you as a shareholder are going to own different parts of three different companies or whatever it is that they break up, and so your shares are still going to be worth a lot of money. So. So I just remember way back in the day, and no one else probably remembers this, when AT&T was a mon- monopoly across the nation, a legal monopoly, and the government broke it up into 12 baby bells. And so you had AT&T stock, and then you had stock of AT&T and 12 baby bells, and all those bells did very, very well if you would have just held on to them. So if you're in it for the long haul, I'd stay with Amazon. Um, I don't know how what percentage of... Your portfolio, Amazon, is, but I don't think you should overweight it necessarily because no one ever knows for sure anything other than I think Amazon is going to do very well. But I don't know that. I think it. So just, you know, if you have plenty of Amazon already in your portfolio, then I would not add to it. But if you had room in your portfolio, yeah, you could add to it. What do I mean by room? Well, let's say it's 5% of your portfolio. Well, that's a pretty big chunk of one stock. Let's say it's 10%. Well, I wouldn't add at 10%. Would not. So, of your portfolio. My focus point today concerns this question. Has silver uh, avoided a short squeeze? Now, it's a kind of an interesting question. And to give you a little history on this, do you know that at one time, the Hunt brothers, do you remember the Hunt brothers? Probably don't. Two brothers tried to corner the entire silver market, and they came pretty darn close to doing it. And they failed only because the rules were changed on them by owning silver. But uh, So there, there's been different points in history where people try to corner the market or do something strange, like, of course, the GameStop issue, uh, you know, things that are kind of out of the norm. So the same people that push GameStop were trying to push silver to uh, up really high, and there's was some, they just couldn't do it. I don't think they're going to be able to do it. Uh, banks are, are, 
Banks are short the silver market because they have very legitimate commercial interests in doing so, he said. This article says they borrow metal silver from the market for their customers. Those customers could be refiners, they could be mining companies, but typically it's legitimate activity. You know, people don't people don't quite understand that shorting is not shorting means you're betting that the the value will go down of the metal. Okay, and you know, just like if you bought it long, you think it would go up, but it's not. Silver is a whole, it's a commodity. It's not an individual company that has a, a particular value based on its fundamentals. Silver doesn't, silver, gold, precious metals don't work that way. You know, so it's a supply and demand issue. They Can you get more silver out of the ground? You know, uh, how much silver is there? It, it's, it doesn't act like a stock, necessarily. So it's going to be a much different thing to try to short it. What are you going to short how are you going to short the actual silver itself? You know, uh, it's it's a different animal altogether. So I don't think that's going to work. But I do think the power of individual investors and their ability to move a stock price is here to stay. Now, how often and in what shape that will take place? Uh, you know, will there be another GameStop out there? It's very possible. I think it's very possible. But it's not going to be something that you can see every week or every month. You're going to see, see the same activity you saw as GameStop. That's not going to happen. It'd be, it's going to be rare. Okay? Okay, uh, New Year's on us, everybody. Um, on the next Invest Talk, this story. Five must-haves in your 2021 financial plan. That's tomorrow. For now, I'm Steve Peasley, and... I'm ready to take your questions live, 888-99-CHART. What is the volatility index, the VIX? That's going to be my trivia question today. What is the volatility index? And as a reflection of current sentiment on the VIX, be construed as a sign of immediate market movement? Can you use it? That's That's going to be the question. I'll answer it after the break. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. 
As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. The markets react to uncertainty. Are you prepared? Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Your financial future depends on the answers to those questions. Steve Peasley is here now and he's ready to talk with you. Call Invest Talk, 888 99Chart. 888-992-4278. Okay, before the break, I asked a trivia question. What is the volatility index, the VIX, and VIX, that's VIX. And as a reflection of current sentiment, can the VIX be construed as a sign of an immediate market movement, up or down? Well, first, let's give a definition. The Chicago Board Options Exchange, CBOE, volatility index, the VIX, is a measure of expected price fluctuations in the S&P 500 index options over the next 30 days. Okay, there's important parts of what I just said. S&P 500 index options over the next 30 days and the expected price fluctuation. The VIX, often referred to as the fear index, is calculated in real time by the Chicago Board. Uh, The most significant words I just used is expected in the next 30 days, so it's short term. Now, the predictive nature of the VIX makes it a measure of implied volatility. And remember, volatility doesn't mean up or down. It just means up and down. It could be either, either or. And it's not based on historical database or anything else. It's, it's current right now. You can't go back and say, well, it used to do this, so it's going to do this in the future. It's not predictive that way. So can you use it? Well, you know that the VIX is when it's very, very low, the price of the VIX, and you can take a look at it, hit dollar sign VIX and you'll see the chart of it. When it's very, very low and it's been down there a while, low would meaning 10, 12, that's the number 10 or 12 or 15, anything below 15, it probably is due for a spike in the index going high. And high is 40 or higher. When it's high, that means the market is very volatile, usually, usually going down. When it's low and it's very calm, the market is usually doing pretty well. But it's very difficult to use as any kind of market timing. Try, don't, don't think you can do that. Okay? So it's 
it's something you should watch, you could look at. Tells you if the market, if there's a lot of fear in the market or there's a lot of greed in the market. Low is greed, high is fear. You know, and that that's how, that's how you use it. But it's difficult to use it for anything else. Okay, let's pick up another caller question. As you probably know, if you call between four and five Pacific time, we can take your question live. That allows some healthy interaction. If you want to call twenty-four hour, you can call anytime you want. Twenty-four hours, seven days a week, and record your question. But of course, I can't. I can ask and ask any other subsequent questions, and neither can you. So here's a question from our Boris Spank, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Stephen, Justin. Uh, my name is Bijan. I'm uh, listening for a few months. I had a quick question about jet ETF. I was thinking now with the vaccine now, uh, is it possible that airline ETF is going to see gains in the coming maybe a year? Yeah, looking forward to your answer. Thank you for your time. My personal belief is in over the next two, three years that jet airliners will recover. This is an ETF seeking the investment results corresponding to the, to the U.S. Global Jets Index. So you've got to look at what's in it, but it, airlines usually. And I think the airline industry is going to recover with the vaccine economy around the world is going to recover, so they will probably recover. It'd be hard for me. There might be a few bankruptcy, but if you but if you pick an ETF, which is you know a bunch of airliners, not just one, you know if you bought an individual stock, you you have some safety in the numbers because maybe one will go under, maybe maybe a couple, but the rest will do very nicely. So I I think it will work. I do. You're gonna have to be patient. Just, the stock market is a place to be patient. Most people want to do something now, make money now, or get in, get out, buy, sell, and most of those people lose money. Even the GameStop people, most of them will be losing money. Either, no matter if you're short or long. So it's just difficult. You got to be patient. Okay, uh, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Let's keep moving. Here's a call, live caller from L.A. Um, Oh, L.A. is his name, from Atlanta. Yeah, he's called before. I remember that. How you doing, L.A.? Hi, Steve. I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Well, I'm calling today about, um, I'm looking to add a financial institution to my portfolio and calling about uh, Wells Fargo, okay. um, ticker symbol WFC. Um, they seem to be at a fairly good position right now, but I wanted to get your take and opinion. Okay, Wells Fargo Company, everybody knows who they are, $127 billion company, big, huge bank, uh, a holding company for 7,800 offices throughout the U.S. and worldwide. They, they make money. They've always made money. Uh, in 2020, they only made $1.34 per share. The year before, they made $4.55 a share. So, you know, COVID impacted, impacted them pretty severely. Next year, this year, they're supposed to almost double that to $2.52, over double that, particularly. Well, almost double it. And then next year, another 30% growth. So, it's going to be a $3.23. It's making $3.23. That's the estimate for 2022. And it's a $30 stock. So it's basically, in my opinion, undervalued. Now you're going to have to wait 
for it to reach that value, I think. And I think the stock is worth, you know, it should be go back to the $50, $60 range when it's around $30.74 today. So I think it's a good, solid, conservative bank. And you should do, LA, you should do well with it. You should. Just got to be a little patient and give it a chance. Thanks for the call. Appreciate that. WFC is the symbol, buddy. Okay, how many vaccines do you think we've issued so far? Started to issue anyway, because there are two parts, you know. According to an article I read this morning, we have issued 26 million vaccines. Have been issued, I mean, have been, 26 million people have been vaccinated. Not just the vaccines issued, but actually used. So that's what? About, what, 8% of our population? 7% of our population? But it's, it, you know, it's going to take a while to get to everybody. The stock market, I think, reacted to the vaccine being rolled out. This is today's reaction, today, with the market being pretty strong. Uh, and, and, and the prospects of more stimulus, as Washington talks about another stimulus package. So... And the stimulus package they're talking about looks like it might have something that we all, that we need, and that is infrastructure spending. Hopefully it does. But I think that the market is realizing that, you know, there's going to be a lot more spending by the government, and this spending is going to push things which is going to make us better. And remember the, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the IMF has stated that, you know, there's going to be pretty strong growth here in the United States and around the world this year. So that's pretty, that's a background that's positive for the stock market. And we've been talking about that, that it will be, and it is. And the vaccine getting issued is a good sign, finally being put out there. And, you know, there's local problems here and there that, you know, certain cities and states and counties are not ready or we're not ready or can't. Have have vaccines and they're not vaccinating fast enough and using them up. It's going to have those kinds of things, but it is rolling out, and that's very good. The market likes that. I'm Steve Peasley. You're listening to Invest Talk, and as you might assume, the greatest number of our listeners are here in the United States, but we have an audience that's worldwide. Um, you know, I mentioned before, Canada, United Kingdom, Australia, Germany, Japan, China, Switzerland, the Middle East, Saudi Arabia, Thailand, the Far East, you know, Korea, it's, it's everywhere. So, Justin, I want to thank you for listening and thank you for downloading our podcast. And and we know from the numbers that uh, it's still growing and, and we do appreciate you telling other people about it. I really do. Remember, this is an educational. We want, we're, uh, we, okay, um, uh, there's no doubt we do this to get new clients, okay? I'm not pretending it's something else or it isn't that. But we like the fact that it's educational, you know, that you can learn to do this. It's not impossible. You know, there's, many people learn how to do it themselves and do well. You don't have to be some genius in finance. That's not necessary. Not, but you do have to un- understand basic fundamentals of the companies and basic economic principles. Got to kind of know what what the cycles of the economy, the cycles of the market. That just takes a little knowledge, a little interest, and time, and it will come. 
So, thank you, and you're all welcome to KPP Financial. And if you have any kind of questions, you can call our offices in Irvine, California, and we'll be happy to talk to you. you send us an email. Go to investtalk.com. Send me an email. Be happy to do that, too. Okay? So, all questions are welcome, as long as they're financial, to this show, Invest Talk. So, give us a call. Our phone lines are open, 888-99-CHART. Managing multiple mutual funds, researching professional services, where to put your savings. If it's about money and if it's important to you, we want to know more about it. We're here for you. 888-99-CHART is how to reach Steve or Justin right now on Invest Talk. Okay, 888-99-CHART. You heard me say that we get callers from all over the world. Well, here comes a question from a Vest Talk listener in England. Hi, Steve and Justin. This is Ellis calling from Manchester in England. Just want to say I love the show. I've been listening since March, and you two are great. You taught me so much, and I really appreciate the work that you do. I've got two questions. I'm, in, I'm a young investor. Uh, my first one is a, about a specific stock, uh, Veon, uh, V-E-O-N. So a telecommunications company, their share price is pretty low at the moment, but I've noticed that they pay a, a, a stupidly high, uh, something like a 25% dividend. Now, I, I'm just wondering if you could maybe expand on how a company can afford to pay that high dividend when they're in so much debt and whether or not you think, you think that that would be a, a sensible play. And my other question is about the FTSE 100. Um, it's taken a hammering over this past year and I know that growth has been slow. Uh, but I'm looking to pound cost average my way into the market. Uh, like I said, I'm a young investor. I just wonder how you see with Brexit and the coronavirus, what you see for the UK the economic prospects uh, going forward. So like I say, thanks so much for what you do, and I look forward to hearing the answer on the podcast. Thank you. Well, to answer the second question, I think the UK is going to come roaring back uh, from this virus because of the vaccine. And, and even though the Brexit you know, hurt them, I think in the long run, I actually think that England will do better on its own than because it can make other treaties. It can tr- make treaties with us. It can make treaties with the, U- uh, the EU or anybody else uh, uh, separately if they have to, and they could. The, st- the economy is pretty strong. The underlying fundamentals of the economy are pretty strong. So I think it's going to come going back. Beyond Limited is a provider of mobile fixed line and a broadband voice and data services in 10 countries. It's it's foreign. Um, it's traded on the NASDAQ. Uh, it's a small company, $2.8 billion size, which is not tiny. It's pretty decent size, but it's still a small company. And you asked about how can it pay a huge dividend of 21%, which is what it paid. Well, the stock is $1.64 a share. And they made, in 2018, they made $0.35 cents a share. 2020, they're going to make $0.28. Cents. And uh, this year they're going to make thirty cents. Well, if uh, on a dollar sixty-four, how much money? If thirty, the twenty twenty percent dividend is forty cents a share. Okay. Well, if it's only making thirty cents a share, how's it how's it able to do that? It's able to do that with a positive cash flow of a dollar fifty a share, even though there's a lot of debt. You know, it 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 has enough cash flow to support that kind of dividend. But the debt should worry you. That's a huge amount of debt, and you want to know what they're doing with the debt. Can they maintain a dividend like that and and keep that much dividend? I mean, that much debt? 
Probably not. Probably the dividend will be going down. Because, you know, there's a, there'll be a cash crunch eventually. So the cash flow is what's really saving them. You know, that's really what, money coming in and paying their bills, you know, and eking out a profit. But they got to pay all that debt expense, depending on how it comes due. And you'd have to look it up. But 889 chart is my number, 888-992-4278. Okay, um... As you know, the newsletter comes out every Friday, everybody, a KPP premium newsletter. And I usually um, talk about it on the Friday show in the afternoon a little bit to give you some of the highlights of the newsletter. Um, uh, if, if you need some basic information on how to understand economics and, you know, what's going on and a, a little bit of teaching uh, uh, in the various sections of the newsletter, it would be very beneficial for you. Not, it's not difficult reading, it's not, but it is informative. So you might want to consider subscribing to it, and you do that going by going to KPP Financial or investtalk.com, investtalk.com. Okay, i got two things I want to talk about before the show is ended today, and that's tax changes when you're in retirement and one of your spouse, one of you, of a couple, dies. I know it's kind of morbid, huh? But, you know, we got to deal with reality. So I want to talk about that if we can. And the CBO gave us some estimates of what they think the economy is going to do, U.S. economy, this year and the next. Hopefully we get to those two things. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work continues after this break. Get your questions in now, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. For serious investors, it's all about achieving financial freedom. That's why the unbiased guidance offered by Stephen Justin is so valuable. The Invest Talk Anytime listener lines are open now, and Stephen Justin welcome your questions. Call 888 99Chart. Okay, so, you know, we're all living a little longer, and, you know, I've been married 35 years or so, and I think it's going to last till death do us part, and I'm pretty sure I'll die first, and that's going to change tax considerations for my wife. Okay, so remember, in retirement, you have money coming in from your investments, you have money coming in from Social Security, generally speaking. And you still have to do your, you still have taxes to pay. You got to file tax. And one of the reasons your tax rate, the taxes will go up is that, you know, now you're going to have a standard deduction of not a couple anymore, but as a single person, and your deduction is much less. And did you know that a surviving spouse lives on average 11 years longer than the person who passed away? So it's a long time in that period of time where you're at a different tax bracket. And also, as a single person, the tax bracket itself is tighter, not as wide as in a married couple. So maybe it might be a good idea to roll away before this happens, and maybe even before you retire, to try to roll some of that stuff into the Roth. Because on a regular IRA, 
When you're taking money out of it, that goes to income. So you'll have income from Social Security and income for the withdrawals that you need from your regular IRA. You add that money together, there you're, you have income tax based on that income. If you are taking money out of your Roth, that's not income. There's no income tax. It doesn't get added to your adjusted gross income. And the Roth can grow tax-free. It's the beautiful part of it. So I think it's just something you need to consider when you're talking about retirement. Okay? The other talking point I wanted to talk about. The U.S., according to the CBO, Congress Budget Office, Congressional Budget Office, uh, the U.S. is to grow at a faster pace than they did in 1999. 4.6% in 2021. That's the estimate. 2000, the 2020, this year just passed, we shrank 3.5%. So we're going to go from shrinking 3.5% to growth of 4.6%. That's the estimate. Okay? Um, and they, they feel that the unemployment rate will only go down to about 5.7% this year. And it won't go back down to pre-COVID levels. Remember the pre-COVID levels uh, where we had very low unemployment? It said it won't go down to that level till 2024, if it goes down to that level. Now, 2024 is three years from now. Uh, uh, do, we, do we all believe that three years from now, third and fourth year, uh, of the current presidency, our presidency, are we looking at a continually expanding economy? Odds are good that we'll have a, a recession sometime during that period, or during the next four years. I don't know how deep or strong or whatever, but odds are good that we'll have one. We had one by COVID, right? But before COVID, we were expanding pretty healthily for a long time without a recession. COVID was kind of the, something from out, from left field to drive us into a recession, and, and we artificially reduced, uh, produced that inflation by shutting down the economy. And now we're starting it back up, and we're spending gobs of money. Well, three or four years from now, that money is going to be already spent, already long history in the market. So what will we return to at that point? See, I'm thinking, will we get a lot of inflation, and will that produce the tightening by the Federal Reserve finally? Or will the Federal Reserve just never raise interest rates? See, they're going to raise interest rates at some point. I think we're two years plus maybe away from that. That's possible. But they're going to start raising interest rates at some point. Raising interest rates, what does that do? Slows down the with the main thing that it does. Okay, I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another InvestTalk program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening. Uh, and we please encourage your friends and family to listen. We appreciate that. We post a program on podcasts right after this live streaming program. So it'll be there in just a few minutes. Get your free downloads anytime from Google Play, Spotify, InvestTalk.com. We appreciate that. And we ask you to call with any questions anytime to our Invest Talk Voice Bank number, 888 99Chart. Independent thinking, share success, everybody. This is Invest Talk. Good night.
Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.